Welcome to the Sisters in Crime Writers Podcast. Everyone has a unique writing journey, so join us for conversations about those journeys from the writers themselves. This is Julie Hendrickus, the Executive Director of Sisters in Crime, and I am really, really delighted to welcome Zeta Alfaro to the podcast today. The Miami Music Mysteries series main backdrop, The Amazing City of Miami, Florida, is beloved and well-known to Zeta. She was born and raised in Miami, and like the novel's main character by, she is a singer-songwriter, Grammy-considered independent artist. All things related to music or literature are her passions. Many years ago, she became an avid reader of cozy mysteries. The storylines were intriguing, engaging, and funny at the same time. She was so inspired by the authors that she decided to take her musical experiences and put them on paper. She published her first novel, The Last Note, a Miami music mystery. Now she's brought her characters back to life in the sequel, In the Key of Dead, a Miami music mystery. The phobias, the dream sequences, and the quirkiness of the main characters are all based on facts. She hopes that she is able to once again show the readers of her novels the love she has for Miami, the Cuban culture, her family, and music. Zeta, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I'm going to start this conversation like I always start this conversation, although I suspect we're going to go on some different tangents because you're also a musician. But let's start here. Uh, when did you say to yourself, I want to write a novel? I think when I, my sister actually bought me a cozy murder mystery um, based off of the cover that she saw. So <laughs> I had never heard of the genre, cozy genre. And um, when I got it, I was like, oh, my gosh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to check it out. I'm more of a psychological Stephen King reader. So as I started getting into the cozy mystery series of this one particular author, I probably read like 20 of her books based off her series. So I started (laughs) researching like the different types of series that they have for cozy mysteries. And I realized that there weren't any pertaining to music. So my sister, one, one day I told her, I was like, I'm already on book 20 of this author. I love, I love this genre of mystery. She's like, well, you, you're such an avid reader. Why don't you attempt to, to write a book to, to write a cozy mystery based on music? So I, I, I took her challenge. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to go for it. So I started, you know, combining what I was going through in real life. And I added a couple of murders in there. And um, it took me a couple of years to complete my first novel, but, but I did it. So it was that because of my sister, it, it's who inspired me to actually write my first novel. <laughs> how did you build up the craft for writing the novel i am a musician and i gig i I perform pretty much every weekend and i would just get stories from my 
from my shows or from the people I met from, from the locations that I was gigging. And luckily my drummer at the time was a homicide detective. So I, yeah, so I was, I was talking to him. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm planning on killing someone at the bar. Um, and I, I kind of need your help on, on doing that. And he stared, he looked at me at first. I'm like, no, like on paper, not on, you know, not, <laughs> not, not in real life. So, so he was like, okay, then I will help you kill off someone. So slowly I started building the storyline based off of my nights at, you know, where I, where, where I was singing and based off of people that I liked or I didn't like. And that's kind of how it, it, I put it. I put all the pieces together um, pretty much based on every time I had a performance. <laughs> so, Now, as a songwriter, are you used to telling a story, telling, you know, have covering a subject in, you know, in three to five minutes, right? As a novelist, yeah. you've got 70 to 80,000 words. How did you figure out or learn or develop the ability to, to write that whole novel and, and structure and all of the rest of it that goes into writing a novel? At first, I was a little overwhelmed only because, like you said, I, you know, it's a three to four minute song and I am a storyteller at heart. So all the songs that I've written I've written all of them based on, you know, emotions or facts and so forth. Then again, it doesn't, it's only three to four minutes. So when I first started writing um, the novel, it was overwhelming in the fact that I didn't know where to start. Cause mm-hmm. when I write a song, I can write the chorus first. And then I don't know, a day later, the verse will come to me. So I, I it's not structured how I write my, my song. But when you're writing a novel, you have to you have to be structured, and I kind of learned that the hard way. So I finally, <laughs> yeah, I finally said to myself, okay, I need to create an outline. I need to, you know, write down who, what, where, why. I need to figure out who I want my main, you know, characters to be. So I I started slowly you know, getting comfortable in my writing because now I had a structure. Now I had, you know, something to go by, which is, you know, specifically the the outline. And that for me was very simple. The hardest part for me was writing the dialogue um, between mm. the characters. So, but as far as descriptions concerned, um, I'm so used to writing songs that are very, that just take you, you know, through a story that wasn't the issue. The issue for me at the end was pretty much the dialogue. How do you fill up, you know, those 50,000 words left, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, eventually, eventually it, I, I flowed with it. Um, and I flowed with the first novel. Like I said, it, it took me a while, but, um, I, I finally, you know, overcame my fear of where do I start? And luckily once I had that outline done, I was, I was ready to go. And at that point, did you know other writers who could, you could talk to, or you could work with on this? I did not. So what I did is I, I went onto Facebook and Instagram and I would kind of, I would search for groups that were cozy mystery writers. 
Um, because I learned that there's a big difference between just reaching out to a mystery writer and then reaching out to a cozy mystery writer. Yeah. And I'll tell you that the, 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 the community of cozy mystery writers are so welcoming and, and they're there, you know, answering your questions and helping you the best that you can. So I pretty much just went into every Facebook group of cozy mysteries you can yes. imagine. And, and I would just get all my facts from, from them, you know, from those authors. And I kind of learned through them what to do and the next steps involved and, and so forth. So that was really helpful to do it via social media. That's awesome. Um, and I think that that's, it's that networking, it's that, you know, reaching out and create and meeting people and creating that community that is such an important part of the writing process that a lot of times we don't realize until you're into it that you have you need other people to make this work yeah um so part of what your hook is within your cozy series and i i do i just as an aside i love that you sort of fell in love with cozies and decided that was where your voice was going to be instead of dark or psychologically you're like no i want this to be my 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 take on it let's talk about that for a second how come why didn't you write that dark psychological suspense novel about music in the music industry honestly i'm i am an, i'm not a dark person i'm a very bubbly human human <laughs> being so i mean it would have been very difficult for me to to write a, a psychological thriller at the time because i, I just i have again, so much fun with my music career. I'm so close to my family and, and my personality is, is very artistic, very, um, my mom calls me a free, a free spirit. Cause I, mm-hmm. I just, you know, I look at the, I look at the bright side, I look at the good things and I, and that's what I tried to portray when it comes to music. So I, I couldn't see myself, you know, writing a dark, um, a dark novel because I, I'm, I wasn't there mentally, you know, so it, was, it, it would have been very difficult for me to get in that kind of dark state of mind. So I was like, I like cozy mysteries because I could, I could be funny in it and I can, you know, have comedy and, and if someone dies, it's okay. You didn't like them in the first place. And, you know, they don't die in a gory way. They, you know, they die nice and, you know, just like in their sleep or something. So it's just like, I like the lighter side of it only. I think it's because I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, light and positive person. And part of your, your hook for your cozies is that you're a musician, which is fabulous, but also Miami based Cuban culture, you know, family. Talk to me about all of the other elements from your life that you brought into this. Um, As you, as you mentioned previously, I was born and raised, in Miami. My parents are Cuban. I am the youngest of six kids. Mm. Um, I'm very close to my family. Our family, um, you know, when, when we see each other, we might see each other like every day, but when we see each other, we know that we have to give mom and dad a hug and a kiss. Hello. Like if we haven't seen them in like 5,000 years, you know, we're, we're very close. So I, I wanted in, in my, in both the, the books, I kind of brought in the Miami um, environment. I brought in the Cuban cultures. I, I add, you know, Cuban parents in, in the novels because I, I, you know, and I, I 
mentioned Latin food and South Beach, which is what Miami is pretty much known for. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was trying to tie in all those elements of what I actually I, I live in and describe it so maybe someone who lives in Montana can can kind of feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, I feel like I've been to Miami or right, now I want to go. I try to be as realistic as I can when it comes to describing Miami and the Cuban culture and my family because I, w- I want them to experience what I actually experience every day of my life. So I, I was trying to tie all that in uh, into these books. And by writing these books and from these with the, all of these different elements, you're also giving people um, an opportunity, which cozies do as well, to get to know another culture or another place or, um, you know, the music industry or things to learn something, which I think is part of the cozy ethos as well, is, is people like to to learn or to to um, rethink about how they how they navigate a space or what they think about Miami. You, you're probably giving people new insights into Miami. Do you think that that's true as far as cozies go? I do think it's true only because I remember reading um, a cozy and I forgot where it was based off, but they had pie eating contests in this town. So I actually looked up the town that this author wrote about in her cozy and they did have pie eating contests. And I, re- I, I'll never forget. I called my sister. And I'm like, we have to go here in this <laughs> month because they're actually having a real pie eating contest. And she's like, okay, let's go. You know? So I do believe that cozies do introduce you to new places and, you know, new, new experiences. So yes. And that's what I was trying to do uh, in my novels. I was trying to, I kind of learned from the other authors to, to, to be nonfiction when it comes to that, you know? So yes, I wrote about Miami hoping that someone will be like, you know what? I want to go to Miami and I want to go to South beach and I want to, you know, have a a croqueta and I want rice and beans, you know? So that was my (laughs) feel of it. I'm like, yes, come to Miami because this is, this is it. This is how it really is. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Zeta, I also think that it's, it's these days there's more room in the cozy genre and crime fiction and fiction in general for other voices or for, you know, it's not all the same. It's, you know, we can celebrate different cultures or different locations. Whereas even 10 years ago, everything sort of felt the same maybe, you know, or it was an outlier. Now it's a little bit more part of the genre. Do you think that that's true? I do. Um, I think I think people are more open-minded now and in, in, in what they write, like authors. So I believe that they are writing a little bit more in detail about where where they're from or, who, you know, where they come from or, or their background, um, their nationality. So I believe that our doors have opened when it comes to writing cozy mysteries in that aspect. And we're a little bit more, I don't know, we're free to, to kind of, be a little bit more detailed about who we are, which I think mm-hmm. is, is great because there, there might be someone who, out there who's, who's ashamed to be a Latin woman. And mm-hmm. me, in, in, in my novels, you know, Vi is a Latin woman struggling to be a, a songwriter and she's 
doing her best to make it the right way. So maybe when someone reads that, and she may be a songwriter, she may be Latin, she may be female and, and feel, you know, like, okay, I'm reading, I'm reading this person's character. Yes, it's cozy, it's fiction, but I may motivate her to, to step it up and be like, okay, let me get out there. Let me try to make it in the music industry. So the fact that I have that voice to kind of say, listen, it's okay to be a female. It's okay to be Latin. It's, it's okay to be a struggling singer, songwriter, just keep going. I love the fact that I'm able to say that in my novels. I, as I, we talked about before we started recording, I love the fact that you're a musician. Um, how do you make sure that you don't <clears throat> underexplain or overexplain the world that you know so well? Because the music world is, uh, many of us think we know, <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't work the same way that it does in the movies or, you know, we think it does because it's hard to be a musician. I mean, it's it's and gig and and although just the whole way of, of being um, is challenging. And so how do you make sure that you give people a sense of what this is, but you don't uh, and you explain things, but you don't over or under explained so that they don't get it. They, they feel lost or they feel like they, they don't really understand because you're so close to it. Everybody has their own journey when it comes to, uh, in my case, being a musician. And there are many times that I'm asked, have you ever wanted to just give up? And there have been many times that I've, because it's so difficult, because this, my journey itself I cannot speak for anyone else. My journey since I was, you know, in my teenage years has been very difficult. And I've learned many things the hard way, but I had to go through those moments in order to learn. Luckily, I have the most amazing family. My mother specifically has never let me give up in my music career or in myself as a songwriter. So Specifically, my mother, she's a survivor of uh, leukemia, but I remember being in the hospital as she was doing her chemo sessions, and she would ask me to bring my guitar. Mm. And I would sit there, and I would play for her. And, and one night, I remember telling her, I'm like, Mom, I just, <laughs> I don't think I have it in me anymore to just keep going. There's appointments, and, you know, I don't have a number one hit, and maybe this isn't for me and she and she's the one that was not doing well she looked at me she goes do not give up like this is your star you know you you are famous in my eyes you've written many songs you released many um records now you wrote you know a book so why why do you think you haven't succeeded you've already succeeded how many people can say they've done this 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 and that and she was right, and it hit me. So I was, and I continued, <laughs> and I kept pushing forward. And I, I don't try to explain or under-explain the music career to anyone because, again, everyone has their own challenges, and everyone's going through their own journey. The only thing that I always try to tell people when I'm asked about my music career and if it's difficult, trying to explain it is, it is difficult. It's going to be really tough. And you're going to have times where you don't 
believe in yourself, but you, you just have to keep going. You have to take one break, take a breath, say, I could do this. I've, I've come this far. I am not going to stop now and just keep pushing through. That's, that's the only way I can explain, you know, the music career to, to someone. I think that's great advice for writers as well, you know, because you don't know, none of us know where we're going to end up until it's, you know, till the end. I mean, it can go in a million different um, directions and that, that endurance is part of, of being a writer as well. So your music career must have helped you be ready for the writing career. It helped me, especially when it came to rejections, right? So mm-hmm. when I when I first wrote when I first wrote the last note, then you know you're, you start sending out letters to hopefully someone will accept your your novel. And I I got so many rejections to the point that I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should <laughs> just stick to singing and, and and not be an author. That it it was. It was, it was very, it, it challenged what I thought about myself and what I thought about what I could do. Mm-hmm. And so one day I went to a book signing of, um, and she's a psychological uh, mystery writer. She actually came to Miami and I was like, oh, and I'm a big fan of her. So I went to her book signing and it turns out that I was pretty much the only one that showed up, which was really shocking to me. She's like a New York Times bestseller. So I sat there, she, she, she spoke about her book. She signed my book and she actually sat down with me and I, and I was kind of interviewing her because I wanted to know what it was like for her to kind of get out there. And she's like, whatever you do, do not self publish. Give yourself six months and, and you may get a hundred more rejection letters, but do not self publish. Just keep going, keep pushing. And when I left that book signing, I, I was like, okay, I'll give myself another six months before I consider self-publishing. And I just kept sending out the letters. I kept sending out the letters. And the only thing that bothered me when I would get the rejection letters is they wouldn't tell you what was wrong. Because if you tell me what was wrong, I would have fixed it. <laughs> you know, right. like, okay, you're saying no to me, but why? Just tell me why. <laughs> That's all I need to know. So finally... My independent, the independent publishing house that I'm in now, she was the first one to say, okay, I will consider it if you make all these changes. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is what I was looking for. So luckily, you know, it was before the six months that I had given myself. (laughs) So I gave myself a deadline. And I think, I mean, there's all kinds of advice and, and, you know, indie publishing is definitely a an avenue, small independent presses like you're with, you know, there's a million ways of getting published, but having somebody help you with that first book and edit it and tell you, fix is such a hard word, but tell you where you can strengthen it or what isn't working is such a critical part of the process. Yes. You're a musician too. So you, you get criticism from that. Were you, it sounds like you were ready for criticism. Sounds like you were wanted that. You wanted to make it better and you needed somebody to help you do that. Oh, yes. I was prepared because, again, you know, writing a song is so much different than, than writing a novel. So I was, I was ready for the criticism only because 
I had no idea what I was doing. You know, this was like, this was my first time doing it. And I knew that it wasn't going to be great. I knew that I needed to, to, you know, kind of change the storyline or the book or editing, whatever it was, I was ready for it. And that's what I, that's what I was looking for because I knew that handing my book over to someone, they weren't going to say, Oh, this is perfect. Let's take you in. Like I knew that was never going to happen because I knew myself that it wasn't perfect. So I was ready for the criticism. Definitely. You know, so tell me about writing the second book. Was it, it's never easy to write a book, but but it, it, did you sort of feel like you could build on something or how did that go? The second book in the key of dead was a lot easier for me to write. I flowed better. I felt it in my writing. I knew what I was getting into and the fact that I already knew I needed an outline. I already knew how I wanted it structured. The great thing about cozy mysteries, especially if you write a series is you already have your base, you know, your main base characters. So that was great. I already had my characters. All I had to do was bring them into the second novel and add a couple of new ones. Um, so it was a lot easier for me the second time around only because it's a series and, you know, I was already familiar with the characters and I was so, a lot of my friends would always send me texts like, are you almost done with the second book? Cause they wanted to know what's going on with so-and-so and so-and-so what happened here and, you know, let us know. So that also motivated me to kind of write a little faster, but I also knew what I was getting into. So the second time around was, was a hundred percent easier than the first time that I did it. And, um, I have an editor who, who did my first book and then who did my second book. And I was ready for him to, like, I sent him the first draft and I was the first book when he, when he sent it back to me, it had over 5,000 revisions. So you can imagine how long it took him to go through all his red lines. <laughs> I sent him the, the second book and I'm like, here you go. And he, after a month, he, you know, he sent it back to me. He goes, I'm very proud of you. You only had 500 edits. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> it was like, I won the grant, a Grammy award. It was, it was amazing to me. So I was like, this is great. So the second, the second step was to now send it to my publisher and she's tough. Right. So the first book, she probably sent it back to me like 15 times. So the second book, I was like ready to send it to her. I'm like preparing myself. She's going to send it back to me. Like, I don't know, 10 times this time. Um, she got it. <laughs> she's like, okay, I received it. I'll let you know uh, when I'm done. When she emailed me back, she's like, bravo. I have no changes for you. And I was like, holy oh. moly, I can't <laughs> So needless to say, yes, the second book was a lot easier for me to write. <laughs> Well, I already first, know what, what I was looking for, so. Yeah, and the first book teaches you how to write a book. <laughs> you know, yes, it's, it's, yes. And, <laughs> and, and it's never, as I said, it's never easy, but it does, you do know how to do it. Yes. Do you think there'll be more books in the series or more books in, you know, are you continuing to write short yes, stories I'm or books? One- I'm writing one more on the series. I already started it um, for the Miami Music Mystery. 
series. And I kind of, after I'm, I'm done with this novel and hopefully I get, I get it published this year. That's my goal. I do want to kind of dabble in psychological, like a psychological mystery. So I, I, I started a couple of chapters, but again, it's so hard for me to get into that dark, (laughs) you know, mind frame that it's taken me a little, you know, a little bit longer. Luckily, my mom is a retired psychologist, so she's worked with a lot of people, and I can kind of get stories from her <laughs> and put it <laughs> and put it in the book somehow. But um, that's that's one one project I wanted to work on. But another project that will probably take me less time. I I want to write or an, or publish a book of poetry. Um, I have uh, so many songs that I've never you know, recorded. I have so many notes of lyrics. I mean, from like little notepad stickers to napkins that I want to kind of put all together and maybe publish the, publish a poetry book. That's lovely. Is your psychological mm-hmm. book going to be about the music industry? No, I'm actually not gonna, I'm not gonna make it music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm gonna try my best to do to have for to have nothing to do with me or my, or my life. So, let's see how that goes. <laughs> well, you're always gonna bring parts of you to it, right? I mean, she's not gonna be from Minnesota, is she? I mean, it's not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> You know, you're not going to pretend oh she's from God. the pie-eating town and, and start there, are you? You know, now that you mention it, no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm assuming that you're still going to bring some of you into this book and or into the experience of, of at least some of the characters. Yes, I'm going to probably, most likely, I'll link myself in there some somewhere. Um, I just won't be the crazy one in the book. In the book, <laughs> I'll oh, be the gonna... I'll be the psychiatrist, maybe for the therapist. <laughs> and and why do you want to write this this book in a different genre to challenge yourself, or because you've got an idea? That's exactly it. It's to challenge myself. I wanna I wanna see if I can do it. I really do. Do you do that to to yourself musically as well? Do you challenge yourself to write something a little different or, you know, more complicated or, or, I you know. do actually. Yeah. In December, I don't write um, dance music. I'm more of a pop rock singer, songwriter um, genre. So I'm similar to maybe Jewel or I don't mm-hmm. know, Sarah McLaughlin. So I'm, I'm kind of that, that genre to kind of give you an idea so last in December or November, I actually wrote a dance song with uh, keyboards and I've never written a dance song in my life. I'm not a dance song person. So <laughs> I, I stepped out of my, yeah, I stepped out of my safety box and, and I composed it uh, with my brother-in-law, who's also a music, uh, musician and he plays the keyboards and I, we, we, you know, we wrote a dance song together. So I was really excited about that. I, I want to actually record it and, and hopefully release it this year. That's exciting. Um, so I want to talk to you a little bit more about 
about music and, and writing writing music. When did you when did you write your first song? I my first song, I wanna say I was eighteen years old, uh, seventeen years old when I compose when I composed my first complete song, meaning I wrote music and the lyrics to it and the you know, the melody. Um and that's where it all kind of started. My my whole career started. I was still in college. Um, I was writing songs on my old, you know, beat up classical guitar, which I still own to this day. I have it at my mother's house. So every time I go to her house, that's the guitar I play. Um, but I started at a very young age when it came to writing. I've always, I've always been writing, you know, my entire life. So I had a diary and I, I would always write poems. Even when I was a little girl, I would write very simple poems to my sisters or my mom. Um, so I, I, I was always writing. And finally, when I turned 18, I, I, I took a song and I started playing, I learned how to play the guitar, first of all. And then I took that and I just started composing my own music. So it all started in my college years. And it sounds like you've got a supportive family as far as, uh, you know, choosing an artist's life and, and doing this. Did Is your family musical as well? I mean, how did, um, was this something that came out of the blue or is it something that you grew up with that, that you know, the idea of creating music? My mother is the artist in our family. So my mother used to teach uh uh, kids had to play the piano when she lived in Cuba. She's an amazing pianist. And uh, she's also an amazing artist. So I draw as well. She says that I get all the artistic <laughs> elements from her. Um, and she's also a writer and she writes poetry as well. So I, I get it from my mom. And we grew up in a household where my sister and I, whenever my parents would have parties, we would end up being the entertainment and we would end up singing. So I've been singing since I was a little girl. And when my mom used to play the piano, I would sit and I would sing with her. She taught me how to play the piano as well um, when I was 12 or 13. But I I didn't love it as much as I loved listening to her play. Mm-hmm. So I grew, I grew up pretty much in a very artistic environment, especially with, with my mom. My dad was a civil engineer. And he was all numbers and nerdy. So he had nothing to do with, with art. But he loved listening to my mom also, you know, play the, the piano. And he loved listening to his daughter sing. And um, he, he loved it. He couldn't do it, <laughs> but he loved it. And I remember when I got my first uh, label offer with, with my songs, and that I was in, in college, my the only thing my dad said is, if you want to go for that career, I you know we support you 100. percent But just make sure that you graduate from from college first, and then you yeah. can do whatever it is that you want. And I did that, so they were very supportive. But I also you know I graduated college, and then I I, I you know wanted to become the next Madonna. So. Um, very supportive in aspects, but yes, I, I did grow up in, in that environment. Yeah. And it sounds like a, a, a supportive environment. Um, 
for for expressing yourself and I mean your mother's multi multi artistic you know avenues so that she she also probably let you think about writing as well as music as well as other things so that you know you didn't have to choose one exactly mm-hmm. as you're looking at your your writing your not your fiction writing um journey and your career and what you're doing um where and you're you're giving yourself new challenges which is great um you know how how much is writing community? You're a member of Sisters in Crime. Um, you know, you you know other writers now because, you know, that just happens over time. How much has the community helped you as you're moving forward or as you're figuring things out? I, when I first released uh, the last note, I came across Sisters in Crime and I, I, and I've been a member ever since, so that's over five years ago. And I love this community and the fact that we get newsletters and uh, emails regarding courses that are being given or, you know, hints of what to do here or people that will help you out either editing or if you need help with websites. And so it was always very helpful for me because Again, it was all new to me. I didn't know where to go. So this community itself, the Sisters in Crime community, was very helpful to me in the fact that everything that they would put in their newsletters, I would take advantage of because I was like, oh, my God, that's, that's what I'm supposed to do kind of thing. So I I kind of, I guess I grew as an author being a member <laughs> to this community because they may not know it, these board members or any any of the members in Sisters <laughs> Crime, but they helped me out a whole bunch. And, you know, they, they've been very supportive when it, when it came to my career. So that, I'm still utilizing their, anything that they send out. I'm like, oh, I'm still learning new things. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, oh, okay, got it. So I, I'm very grateful for, for the community because I'm still, yeah, I'm still learning. Well, don't you find as a musician, even though you've been doing it professionally for so long, you still learn all the time? I do. I learn from other musicians. And now due to social media, everything, you could uh, get a lot more information now. It's a lot easier. So I've learned about a lot of new artists and how they're they're going about maybe releasing their music or their music video. So I'm also learning in in that aspect. Okay. Maybe I should change my way in doing this and start doing this. So yeah, I, that community regarding social media as well has, has helped. I'm also, I'm still learning how to kind of, kind of, I don't know, update how I do certain things when it comes to my music, which is, it is great. Yeah. So I'm continuing. To, I'm still learning when it comes to my music career as well. Well, it changes all the time. So, you know, you're a writer is a writer and a musician is a musician. But for a writer to be a published author, for a musician to, you know, be a working musician is a different. The business part of it is a whole, <laughs> you know, so much is out of your control. You can control parts of it, but so much is out of your control. But you have to show up and you have to be ready. and. I would imagine 
that your two worlds meshing are can support each other as well because you know one way you're not pretending you're not this the songwriter who's also the the mystery writer right you're you're celebrating that you're both these things and so they probably help support each other they do which is great because when i have book signings in this this last, last year i mean since i released um in the key of dead i've had a, a lot of book events and what's cool about it and it's what's been fun about it is every time I reach out to a venue um even a bookstore I'm like is it okay if I bring my guitar and end the book signing event you know of me playing a few original yeah. songs and it's amazing when I hear oh my gosh that's, that's a great idea yes so in every book signing event that I've had um I've been able to bring my guitar I've been able to finish kind of the event just playing a couple of 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 my original songs and what's cool is in the second book Vi is finally recording her her record and the songs that I mentioned in the book the title of the songs that I mentioned in the book are actually my actual songs um. so I get to yeah so I get to play those songs at the book signing event so yeah I, I tie both of them in together and and what's cool is you know it's I would say 90% of the characters that are in my novels are based off of real people, especially Alexia, who is my sister and partner in crime in the novel, is actually based off my sister. So yeah. when my sister goes to my book signing events, they'll say, oh, my God, this this must be Alexia. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> my sister's looking at me like, what do I do? What do I say? I'm like, just go with it. Just go with it. She's like, ah, yes, nice to meet you. You know, like, so I, I kind of do tie it all in together. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you wrote a song with your brother-in-law. Is it her husband? No, it's my other sister's okay. husband, which she's, she's also a, a singer. <laughs> as well that's awesome that's awesome yeah we're full we're full of uh, lots of artistic people in my family and my brother is an artist too so we all get it from my mom thank goodness so if people go to one of your book events expect um, a mini concert as well oh yes i will give them a mini concert (laughs) (laughs) um have you worked on thought about writing short stories, which again, your songwriting may, you know, that shorter form may be something that you you've already got a muscle built for. That's actually one genre that I haven't thought of doing the short story. Um, but maybe now that you, you know, put it in my head, <laughs> thank you. Another challenge I need to add to my list of challenges. <laughs> Well, I you know not everyone can write short stories and and I it's a hard it's a hard thing to do but songwriting the same to me the same challenges exist is in a very few words tell a story and you yes, you know you can't true. sidetrack people on you know secondary plots or side characters it's like <laughs> i'm telling you this story in 3 minutes so here we go and you know short stories are the same sort of thing so i just wonder if it might be something that that would be of interest that's amazing i never thought of it like that you, you brought up a, a really good point so but now i may have to now consider a short story <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm I, a lot, <laughs> but I'm sort of, I mean, I, I just think that there's so, again, just the fact that you have all these, these two different worlds that I think are just such a fascinating um, combination. And I love talking to people who are creative in, uh, in a certain industry or a certain way. And then they also are fiction writers, because I think, as I said early on, I think that that brings so much other um, vibrancy to to the work. Um, the fact that you you are you express yourself in one way, and now you're going to express it in a different way. Yes, uh, and for me, it's it's such a it's a great way to kind of release, you know, any frustrations that I may have, right? So I can either, if, if I'm having a tough day and I, and I need to just relax, I can either pick up my guitar, right, you know, and write a song or start, you know, strumming a tune, or I could continue working on my, on my third novel. So both right. ways, it's just, and, and it's, it's, and it's the same thing. It's, it's regarding music. <laughs> so it's the same release, um, that I have either with music or with writing. So I'm very lucky that I have those two outlets that, that are pretty much based off the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, and, uh, but again, and you've, you've spoken about this a little bit, it's, it takes work and it's about endurance and not giving up um, and building craft, certainly, absolutely. But, you know, sort of keep, keep getting feedback and growing as an artist is, is part of the work. Yeah. Actually, I think overall it's part of life. I mean, growing as a person for everyone, you know, I mean, every day we have to learn. We can't, we can't just stop at a certain point and say, okay, I think I know everything I need to know because then, you know, you kind of, kind of stop living. Right. So it's good to, to learn every day and, and to grow as a person and whatever, in whatever it is that you're doing, even if it's just getting through the day. Right? right. So you have to continue to learn and continue to grow. I think it, it's for anything. Um, it's, you know, with me, it's, it's writing, it's music and it's, it's myself. <laughs> so I have to mm -hmm. keep, keep doing it every day until I am no longer on this beautiful planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the blessing and the curse of being a creative person is, is, you know, um, you see the world with that vibrancy. I don't know that every what he does say that. I mean, I think that, um, I think that some people are able to, to turn it off or to ignore it. Um, but I think when you're a creative person, you've answered a call. And part of that is, is seeing the complexities and embracing the complexities and feeling the feelings. <laughs> um, and that's yes. both wonderful and challenging. It is. And I'm also a very emotional person I'm probably the most emotional one in the family when it comes to my brothers and sisters um and sometimes I wish that I was I was strong like I am you know like my sisters are or like my mom is but my mom's like listen <laughs> you have a creative mind you you, yeah. you take everything in and that's why you're emotional. It's okay to be emotional. You don't have to be tough just like everyone else. And, uh, you know, I may have a bad day, be crying. I'm like, why am I crying? Why can't I just be tough like that? <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but <laughs> my mom's going to realize, like, it's okay. It's, it's your, you, that's your gene. Like, that's, 
that's why yeah. you, you are artistic, you know? And I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give in to the truth, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the youngest of six too. I mean, you, you know, I don't know if birth order has anything to do with it, but you, you grew up absorbing a lot of energy, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yes. A lot of different personalities and I kind of tried to pick up on on the different things my my siblings have and I think that's what made me who I am today because we're all so different and I I try to take a little bit of you know of them from them as I can and and I kind of built myself and became who I am today but I'm still whenever I'm with my sisters I'm still like the little sister and I still you know feel like I'm a teenager and and I'm like following them around like a puppy and you know like oh you don't want that shirt I'll take this shirt like I'll still love I still love wearing my sister's clothes so it's like I will always be the 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 youngest one which is fine which is fine by me I love them yeah Well, this has been a wonderful conversation. And, uh, you know, thank you for indulging me on the questions about uh, being a musician. I I used to program a concert hall and uh, met, you know, we'd have some some big names. It was a fairly big place. But I'd also talk to the producers about people's careers. And the music industry is very tough. I mean, it's it's <laughs> tough to get into, tough to be successful at, and tough, tough to maintain success. So um, I give you a lot of credit for, for doing that and for sticking with it because it's not, it's not an easy world. No, it's, it's not. And thank you for that. That, that really means a lot. Yes. Yeah, and it's still tough, um, but it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's pretty much who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I can't, I cannot, you know, write or I cannot, you know, not sing. So it is tough and it still is tough and I'm never going to give up. Um, I may not be where, where I thought I would be when I was in college, but I'm, I'm a little bit further than, than a lot of people. So I kind of have to think about it like that. I, I have to feel uh, thankful that I'm, where I'm at um, when it comes to my music career, because yes, it could be very challenging at times. Well, again, those are lessons I think writers need to learn too. We don't know, again, you don't, you can't judge your journey by somebody else's and you just, the journey itself needs to be the reward because it's a tough business. (laughs) So, um, you know, don't give up, but also find ways of feeling good about it. And as you said, if you can't not write, then you have to write. So if you can't not sing, you have to sing. So figure that part out as well. Yes. Yes. Well, I look forward to seeing how you mash up writing mysteries and music and maybe, you know, some art in there as well (laughs) (laughs) and create a whole new form for people to enjoy or, or, you know, have an audio book that also has a concert track in it or something. (laughs) I think that that could be kind of extraordinary. Oh my gosh. It's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. You see, I tell you, this community helps me all the time. <laughs> well, I love audiobooks and I, I'm into them, but I also, you know, as writers, we can't, I can't share lyrics without 
going through copyright hoops or doing this or doing that. So for your readers to be able to access the songs that you're referencing is kind of a great thing because, you know, other people have to make the whole thing up and they don't really exist and all this. But you, you it's like, no, 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 the song is in the world. Here, come listen to it. <laughs> so it feels like this. It feels like it should be something that you are able to mash up together. That's a, I should add a footnote in my third novel. Like if I mention a song, there's a footnote. So this song can be found on my website. You know, you absolutely should. <laughs> Why not have your your writing help sell songs and have your songs help sell your books? <laughs> exactly. I think we're I think we are creating a wonderful plan here. I love brainstorming. <laughs> well, it just I you know, it makes sense to me as somebody who can't sing. So <laughs> if I could sing, I would be singing everywhere. If I wrote songs, they would be on all my books and I'd be writing albums for each book. So that's where I am. <laughs> oh my gosh, this has been such a nice nice interview thank you so much again for having me i was really excited about this well thank you so much for being here and best of luck with the writing and i can't wait to to see where this all takes you thank you i can't wait to see either because <laughs> now now i have to write a short story now i have to add footnotes to my first novel. Well, yes. I mean, I think that needs to be <laughs> happening right now. If you can go back and add them to the Kindle versions of your other books, you should do that too. I should totally do that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, marketing. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today. Sisters in Crime is about community. We were founded to advocate for women crime writers, and we continue that mission by fighting for equity in the crime writing community. Sisters in Crime is an international inclusive organization for all who write and love crime fiction, mystery, thrillers, and suspense. Join us at sistersincrime.org and make sure you subscribe to this podcast.